1: I'm in this circumstance. I don't find any way out. I'm not going to. When Daniel walked down in that lion's den and he saw the angel, can you imagine the hallelujahs that came out right then? Because he thought he's dead meat. He's done. He's finished. But no, God was there. And that grew his faith. You see, as we go through life, we've all been through this. and amazing faith grows because of the faithfulness of God, not us.
0: How do we know that God is going to deliver us from trying times, and how do we know that there's always a positive takeaway? Today, Pastor Mark will use the example of Daniel, who was in a life-threatening situation to teach listeners about God's faithfulness to those who place their faith in Him. Our Lord wants the best for us, and sometimes His route of getting there seems uncommon to man. How can being thrown into a lion's den more effectively accomplish God's plan? This is why He is God, and we're not. His ways are higher than our ways. Trust Him with everything today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel as he continues with part two of his message delivered out of or from going into the lion's den.
1: Joseph stood and he said, that which the enemy meant for bad, God has turned into good. But he still had to go through all of these things. Now, when you see that, most people never connect verse 29 with 28. But if you'd like to in your Bible, just connect them. Because it makes no sense if you just do verse 28. Now look at verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined. To be, here's the key, conformed to the likeness of his son, Jesus. Whatever God allows in our lives is designed to conform me to be like Jesus. I mean, after all, we're followers of Jesus. And we're to represent Jesus in our world. His love, his passion for the lost. So here's what you want to write. God's ultimate purpose for you and me this morning, every single Christian is to make us like Christ. Now, anyone want to raise your hand and say, I've already achieved that, I'm done, no problem. Good, two liars in the front row, okay. (laughs) Of course no one's ever achieved that. When will we achieve that? The Bible says in heaven, we'll see him and we'll become like him. Why? Because there's no temptation in heaven. So this is a work in progress and God always takes us from where we're at We're always being conformed. We're always becoming more like Jesus. Remember, salvation is just the beginning. We're justified. And then we have this thing called sanctification. We're being changed into like him. And eventually glorification in heaven when we are like him. So as you watch Jesus' life, one of the big things that we have to strive for with his help is faith. Notice this. One of the keys to Jesus' life was he simply lived this life by faith. We said, well, Pastor Mark, he was God. Yeah, but he lived this life as a man. You see, Jesus had to trust his father just like we do day by day. He didn't know the outcome of things. He just prayed, God, what do you want to do today? And I'll do it. Jesus knew, even though Paul wrote it later in the book of Hebrews, without faith, you and I can't please God. So, so we don't walk by sight, our own wisdom. We walk by faith. And we humbly do this with God. You see, as you and I look at our life, we have no idea really the outcome. We know the ultimate outcome. Peter, Peter, when in the book of Acts, he was thrown into prison one time. The next morning, he was going to be actually killed, murdered, finished. During the night, what happened? Just like with Daniel, an angel came. And he was delivered out supernaturally. And he went to the streets and talked about the miracle. Wow, fantastic. But what was the end result of Peter's life? In the end, he went into another cage, a lion's cage. And what was the outcome of that? Oh, he was delivered out of that too. He was crucified upside down. Well, you say, Pastor Mark, what do you mean he was delivered? He was delivered directly to where? Heaven. Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? That's the best place to be delivered to. Because there's no more sorrow, there's no more trouble, there's no more nothing. By the way, you think, well, I'm not going to opt for that. Sorry. You have no option. You're going to die. And you're going to be in one of two places. So when we look at that, that gives us a different perspective. We don't know how all this is going to work out. But we do know that faith is responsible. You see, when you die, we want to die with as few regrets that we can't have. And one of the regrets many people die with is, I wish I'd have really lived life. I wish I'd have taken more risks, but I was afraid to do it. And that's what happens when faith has become brittle. We're afraid to step out. Well, what if God calls me to do this? That? No, that's where life is lived. And by the way, what if we have promised today? Today. And last, as a real wineskin is when it gets old, it is dry. And of course it's empty because nobody's going to put new wine in it. And that points out some of you this morning in your experience with God, you've dried up. We we call that the Holy Spirit leaks out of us and we come back under our own control. Where do you see yourself there? Now here's the new wineskin. God first. God first. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we want what God wants. We pray his will be done as it's supposed to be. We welcome change because when we became a Christian, old things have passed away, all things become new. Wow. But we welcome continued change because that's where growth is. That's where healthy spiritual growth is. And then we're excited to trust God and we just go wherever He leads. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what's the next phase in my life. I'm already gonna have one trip to be able to teach again overseas. And, and, you know, I'm sure I'll still be on prednisone and all the rest of the stuff. But I'll get you. God will help me. I don't know what else is going to happen. I don't know what he's going to do with you. But don't look at that as negative. Look at that as exciting. And you don't have to go overseas to do it. You can do it right in your neighborhood, right in your work, wherever you're at. You see, then we live by faith. And we trust God. And we're willing just to simply step out and take a risk. That's where life is lived. Some of you... Drive to work the same way for 22 years. The same stop sign. The same policeman that you see over there waiting to get somebody a ticket. The restaurant you go, you haven't gone to a new restaurant in 27 years. Spiritually, it's the same thing. And last, if I have a new wineskin, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is essential. It's not an option. I need to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, let me remind you what I told you, just to reemphasize. God told me he's calling all of us to be new wineskins. See, he's not just calling me to do it. Of course he's calling me to do it. But a lot of you think, well, it's just the leadership. No, no, it's every single Christian he's calling. First, God will do new things in me. He can't, he can't use me if I'm not pliable and flexible, and open. Many of us, when we're in the old wineskin, we're unusable to God. That's why it's boring. He can't challenge us to go anywhere, because he knows we'll refuse it. So first, he has to do it in me. Then God will do new things through us, and the whole purpose of that is not for me. It's to change our cities and our world for Christ. Now, one of the principles that God spoke to me, many things still speaking to me, I can't share many of them with you because it's not about you. This one is, but it's just for me. But here's the principle God shared with me. The principle of first. Look at this verse. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Write this down this morning. Our new wineskin is is based on God first. It cannot be based on me first. It will not work, ever. And that's the selfishness of us. So when we put God first, notice what he promises in that verse. Everything else will be added to you. We won't lack what we need. He will absolutely give it to us. Yet we struggle... All of us, myself, that's why he came to me. I'm not talking about when God's first, that I've done sin or something, so he's second or third. No, it's just that he hasn't become a priority. So God talked to me about some things in my life in certain areas. I try to keep him first. That's what I've always tried to do. But sometimes something else sneaks up. And I'm going to share with you kind of what that looks like. Now, why is that? Because Satan's a great deceiver. Listen, understand this. He's trying, if God is first, what is Satan's goal? He's always trying to get God first to second. If he can get God to the fifth, that's even better. He he just doesn't want God first. That's why he was thrown out of heaven, because he wanted to be first. He's still trying it in you and me. Now, here's an amazing passage of scripture. You see it in Mark chapter 4. Vera, Sebastian, watch this. The seed that fell among the thorns represent others who hear God's word. So these are people that are in church, just like we're in church this morning. We're hearing God's word, but what happens? Quickly, the message is crowded. I wrote this. God is crowded out of first. So it looks like this. You're in one of our campuses this morning. You're watching online and you go, man, that's a great sermon. I'm going to put God first. And all of a sudden by Thursday, he's crowded out. Well, how can that happen? Well, here's three examples. God is crowded out of first, and he now goes to second or third or fourth. Why? By the worries of this life. Oh, Did you, did you have a quiet time? No, I got too many things planned. I'm worried about this thing. I don't know how I'm going to ever get it. I don't have time to go to God in prayer. Well, what happened? God failed a second. What went to first? Worry. For some of you this morning, that's where you're at. You've walked in and worry's first. Worry can't be first you'll never get out of that. God has to be first. Second, the lure of wealth. That's a big thing for us. See, we think life consists in stuff. It really doesn't. You can have all the stuff you want. doesn't matter. Third thing, desire for other things, whatever. And a result of that, there's no fruit produced. See, that's how God gets out of first place. And he goes to second or third. The priority just isn't there. It's easy to happen in all of our lives. But if I'm going to absolutely have a new wineskin, God has to still remain in first. So I have to fight for that. It's not legalistic. I just have to understand it. Now, write these two things down. God first equals God's will. You you say, well, Pastor Mark, where do I find the will of God? God's word is the will of God. That's why we study the word verse by verse. Now, new wine, I will know God's will. God wants us to know his will. Don't think God's up there going, well, I'm gonna make it really hard for John over there. He's gonna take him forever to find my will. No, 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 no. He's a good, good father. He wants you to know his will. My sheep hear my voice. How did God speak this to me? Because he wanted you to know the will of God for you and me. Now, last week, Daniel knew the will of God. He knew he would not compromise because that was the word of God. Where did he know that from? The Ten Commandments. Have no other gods before me. God first. The biggest other God that we have is not those three things. The biggest other God is my will. That's why it's on the old list. Next, new wine. I will want to do God's will. I won't just know it. I will want to do God's will by living by faith. No one had to convince Daniel to want to do the will of God. He knew he had 70 years of history with God. He knew God always did right. He knew that God would come through. He didn't know what it looked like. He didn't know if he'd get out of there. He didn't know any of that. But allowing to put God first and take a risk in any situation brings me great joy because Understand this principle. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Faith that isn't tested can't be trusted. I'm in a circumstance. I don't find any way out. I'm not going to. When Daniel walked down in that lion's den and he saw the angel, can you imagine the hallelujahs that came out right then? Because he thought he's dead meat. He's done. He's finished. But no, God was there. And that grew his faith. You see, as we go through life, We've all been through this. An amazing faith grows because of the faithfulness of God, not us. Now, last, new wine. I will do God's will empowered by the Holy Spirit. This new wine is a picture of the Holy Spirit at work in every one of us. You and I will never accomplish the will of God unless we're continually filled with the Spirit of God. Now, one day Jesus said to his disciples, after he was resurrected, he met with them and he gave this command. What I've been doing, you're going to do. Go into the world, make disciples, preach the gospel, lives will be changed. That's what we do. And you can hear Peter going, I'm ready. On your mark, you're set, go. And then Jesus said this to his disciples. You're not ready yet. What I had to do to minister, you have to do to minister and they kind of went back and thought, what's the first thing Jesus did after he was, uh, started ministry? He went and got water baptized. And as he was being water baptized, what happened? The Spirit came down on him, and he was filled with the Spirit. And then he walked in the Spirit of God. He was led by the Spirit of God. And he ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit. So he said to these disciples, get my word. You are not ready to go. So first... Go to Jerusalem. You wait in the upper room. And then you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He'll come upon every one of you. You'll be empowered. Then you can go and take risks. But first, you can't go without the Holy Spirit. First, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the principle of first again. And when the Holy Spirit leaks out of us, what am I left filled with? Hello, me. Impossible to do the will of God. So that when, when I see this new wine, it simply reminds me he's going to do a new thing in me. Now, remember this question? This is huge. Don't miss it at all the campuses. I want your attention in this. Would you rather be delivered out of the lion's den or delivered from going into the lion's den? Now, God could have kept Daniel. Understand this. God could have said to Daniel, they've prepared a lion's den for you, but I'm blocking it and I'm going to kill the king so his edict goes with them, You won't have to go. God could have done that. He could have blocked that experience in the lion's den, but he chose not to. God decided it was better for Daniel to go through the trial, through the persecution, so he was thrown in the lion's den. Now, while Daniel was in there, When Daniel came out that morning, no scratches, angel sleeping on the head of a lion or whatever, having a great night. When he came out of there, let me ask you a question. When Daniel came out of there, if you could ask Daniel, maybe we'll do that when we get to heaven. Here's what he would say. I would have not traded that miracle experience of deliverance for anything in the world world. Can I hear an amen? amen. See, if, if we pray for everything to be like this, I don't want to have any of those things. I want to miss all of that stuff. You're going to, you're going to miss some of the greatest experiences in your whole life where God delivers us supernaturally. <laughs> I don't want to miss those things. I don't want to miss those things. Now, I don't like it when I'm here, but I'm working on it. Quit laughing at me. You're exactly the same. But when we come out, how can I say, well, I wish I didn't go through that. No way. No way. Some of you, like me right now, are in a lion's den. You need to trust God's promises. You need to endure. And one of the things that happens in this lion's den is we begin to focus on the circumstance, the lion, the whatever. Whatever the divorce, the sickness, the being laid off. But I want to encourage you, quit focusing on the circumstance and keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's where we have to endure. The lion ain't going to help you out. God's going to help you out. We have to focus differently. Now, let me give you three no things and we'll be finished. Here we are. Number one, when I'm in this, Difficult situation, persecution, trial, whatever. God promises to be with us in every trial and persecution. He promises to be with us. He'll never leave us alone. God promises to be there every single time. Every person goes through trials and persecution, divorce, sickness, death, uh, child dying, all kinds of things. Every person goes through it. So you will find yourself, if you're a normal person, you've already been in these kinds of circumstances. Not persecution because you don't stand for Jesus, but you have all these troubles, all these kind of things, dead end after dead end. Here's your problem. When you're doing this, you have no one in here to get you out. Well, that's not the way God designed life. And you need to recognize this morning, this is the day you need to turn your life over to Jesus Christ. Yeah, but pastor then I'm going to be in there like the rest of the Christians. You're already there, but you have to choose. Look at the second one. Know this morning, God's promise to deliver us. Here's the thing. You you have to write this in in the brackets. You can't skip that, sorry. His way, his timing. Why? Because Father knows best. You see, regardless of the circumstance, God knows how to end it right. All things eventually work together for good. Sometimes, as I said, he'll deliver us out like Daniel. Other times, he'll deliver us through. That's up to God. You can't choose that. Number three, God has our best interests in mind. Don't ever doubt that. He's trying to make you like God. He's trying to make me like God. Now, at the end of the story with Daniel, when Daniel came out, the next thing the king did was issue this decree throughout all the land. And he basically said this, that Daniel's God is a living God, unlike our dead God's. You need to respect him. His kingdom will be forever. He rescues people. And at the end of all this stuff, what did that do? Daniel coming out of the den not only changed his life, it influenced unbelievers. See, when we come out of these situations in our life and somebody at work says, how in the world did you make that through? You say, well, God helped me. That it, and here's the last thing I want you to write. Look at this. Bottom line to all of this today. We want to make, number one, God look good. We're not here to make me look good. You look good. The church looked good. God looked fantastic at the end of Daniel's trial. And we want to be more like Jesus. That's what he's after. So that the world would notice our light and say, well, what do you have? I'd like what you have. How in the world did you get through that? Because of God.
0: We know to trust God in everything because God knows best. Today, Pastor Mark taught us that faith in God opens the door for him to do new things through us. One of the keys to Jesus' life is that he lived by faith, not by sight or worldly wisdom. We know that God has our best interests in mind. If we know that, we can also hold on to the truth that he promises to be with us in every trial and persecution, that he will never leave us alone. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. What will your life look like 200 years from today? What will your life look like one billion years from today? Where will you be living? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will use these questions to paint the big picture of where everyone's lives are headed, including the world we live in. There's only one kingdom that will last forever, and that kingdom is God's. Choose Him over this world every time. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. May God bless you, and together, let's do life right.
1: Our eyes have seen, and our ears have heard, His Word made flesh in a herd.